Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 243. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week, and I got to tell you what an amazing week we've been having for the pod. I just got to say right off the bat, thank you for all your support. Your support goes so far for this independent podcast. I have to say every week, throughout the week, I get excited to see those numbers, and those numbers are steadily rising, and you guys are the reason. You guys keep supporting, you guys keep listening, and I just keep on recording. I mean, every time I see you guys, uh, you know, listen, uh, anytime I see an influx, I just get excited. I get ready for Thursday, and I'm ready. I'm ready for what's ahead of me for this week. I'm prepared for, you know, any of that negativity that has came my way. I'm, I'm, I'm overcoming things these week, this week, and I want to tell you, you should too. Uh, as long as you are here breathing, I just want you guys just to pursue something that you love, that you want to continue to do and continue to make yourself happy and fulfill yourself. You know, people that don't do anything with themselves will always find a a, a reason to, to shit on you. And I'm going to tell you this today that nothing is going to... Nothing is permanent, so anything that you think about, anything that you dream about, anything that you want to create, make sure you start this week, make sure you start this today. Don't start next year, I mean, we're so close to 2024, but start now, get into the groove, and go hard in 2024, that's what I say right now, that's what I'm focusing on, you know, with with this week that has happened, you know, I went through uh, my physical therapy um, and I also overcame some some work some great workouts this week that you know really uh, showed me my limits and my boundaries and where I'm where I'm uh, the progress that I've been making um, and seeing that has really pushed me and I'm just really anxious man just to continue this pod uh, throughout the year we got a lot more time and then into next year I mean we're right around for another year I just can't wait to give you guys more content. And you guys can always depend on this podcast every Thursday. We haven't missed a Thursday in 243 weeks. That's something that we should be proud of. And if you have been a listener for 243 weeks, I got to say thank you guys. Every week counts. Every week that you guys listen, every time you guys press play, anytime you guys share the podcast, it counts. And I want to tell you guys, it's all because of you, of this success for this podcast. You know, we continue to grow each and every week, but one thing for sure, you can always tell you have your core fan base. And I want to say, those are the people that I'm talking to right now. And I just want to say, I love you with all my heart. And I hope you guys continue just supporting here on the on the Blaze podcast. But this week was incredible, man. You know, we've been really uh, trying to branch out, just start doing things a little bit differently. Um, But this week, I really want to talk about the Big Fresno Fair. Um, I was super excited. I was able to get a couple tickets uh, to go out to the fair on Sunday, the last day of the fair. And what a great time I had. Um, You know, don't really have enough money to really... uh, you know, go spend at the fair. It, to me, that's like you got to have some extra change to be able to go ball at the fair. Uh, but, you know, we, we went out there and saw uh, the, the exhibits, uh, been able to go see, uh, you know, uh, my wife's cousin's pig. Uh, who He goes to, I think, Sierra um, School District. And he does, like, her family does, like, you know, shows off pigs and they sell them and they, and, they, and they do all that kind of agriculture stuff. So we like to go see that part of the fair. Um, and I think he actually sold his pig this year, so which was incredible. Uh, but then we also made it out to go see all the different crafts and stuff like that. And I love going to those exhibits. They, they really they boost my creativity. They make me want to create and that's something that I'm like, man, what what can I do to continue this kind of itch I have to create? So, you know, we have a lot of ideas coming into 2024, but the big Fresno Fair is one big thing for the podcast that really helps helps out with the content, you know? Uh, we, we go out there just to go see uh, what what people are offering, you know, uh, around town. Uh, not, not even around town, but around the fair. Um 
And there was tons of stuff that really caught our eye this year. And hopefully, you know, never know. Uh, things might change up for us, me and my wife. And we might be out there one day uh, selling our merch or w w whatnot. But uh, it, for sure, the fair is always the most key things. Um, especially, I think, in the Valley that people look forward to. You know, it's only two weeks out of the year. So it's like you really got to make a, a chance to get out there. Uh, but this year, it was just... So much fun. I, I, I couldn't believe um, on a Sunday how many dang people still go on the last day of the fair. I remember back in the day, you know, not, not even like 10 years ago, people, there wouldn't be that many people on a Sunday. But I felt like on Sunday they had like a great entertainment that last day. So uh, I, I just saw tons of people over there. But we ended up getting, you know, our usual corn dog. We ended up getting our usual lemonade. Just walking around, just hanging out. Um, the weather was just so nice, you know, and one thing that was challenging was literally everywhere you walked, there was a wagon. Why are there wagons at the damn fair? Um, they should really prohibit those damn wagons. I, I'm not saying, uh, prohibit the, the strollers. I understand strollers, but damn wagons. Why are you lugging around a damn wagon? The, the whole fair. It just doesn't sound fun to me. It just doesn't sound fun for them, you know. Uh, and every time I feel like they're they're the rudest people that are trying to get in your way, and it, it just it just was a lot of melee. I felt like like right when you get got to the center of the fair. Um, but one thing for sure is it didn't stop me from having a good time, um, and that's something that you always got to concentrate on is always concentrate on the positive things rather than those negative things. Cause those negative things will definitely bring you down. Uh, but for me, you know, we were, we had to walk maybe three or four miles at the fair, uh, just walking around, hanging out. Um, what, uh, the other thing that I like about the fair is that they had that gaming area. Um, I know they've had it in previous years, but this year I felt like they really maxed it out. It was amazing. We we stayed in there for a couple, you know, about 30 or 30 40 minutes looking at all the great merch that they had in there. But they also had that game zone that really, I I always, I told, I told my wife last time I really wanted to do it this time, but you really have to give yourself some time to really sit down and uh, enjoy that. But for sure, that's a great thing that they implement at the fair is that game zone, which... I think a lot of people gravitate towards there, especially if you have kids, you know, uh, it, it's a great spot where you could, I'm not going to say leave your kids, but you know, they could be attended for and you can come back to the brew or, or corn dog, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, see how the day goes. Or if you're at the horse races, you know, you could have your kid go play at the, at the gaming spot. So I think, I think the fair doesn't, is doing it right for when it comes to family affair, like a family affair event, uh, they, they do it all the way through and through. I think the Big Fresno Fair is one of those top events, like I say, for a lot of the people here in the Valley. The residents love it, and I feel like everybody gravitates uh, to the fair once it comes around. Uh, and, I, and if you haven't been, make sure you guys go next year. Uh, they also have great, you know, like entertainment. Um, there's a bunch of singers that you could find throughout the fair. Um, I was listening to one girl when I went and she, she was singing some great positive message music and, you know, we need more people like that. I feel like to really fill up the entertainment slots, like even our local talent here, I think should have a night to be able to, you know, go on a main stage or even uh, the one right in the middle of the fair. Um, I, I think it's it would be a great night. And that, those are a night that I would support, you know, our local uh, talent night. But through and through, the Big Fresno Fair is something that I look forward to every year. And I hope you guys are too. But this week, I was able to play a lot of games. And I haven't said it, but I am on vacation this week. So I have a little bit more time on my hands. Uh, but I have been gaming this week, um, playing 2K24 on Xbox. And if you haven't played that game, that game right now is my addiction. I cannot put it down. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm the best, but at the same time, I'm getting better. I, I feel like I'm understanding the gameplay a little bit better and learning the controls. 
Um, and it's been taking a while. I, you know, I've always loved 2K and 2K has always was probably one of the best games I've played, but always didn't change, you know, ever since like 2K21 to 2K22, I, I didn't, I didn't really like it. Um, I felt like the controls were always just animated and, and this year I feel like they actually did a good game. Um, I feel like I could actually play this game and, and enjoy it through and through. And uh, I have been playing it this week. And I want to just remind you guys, I do Twitch. I do Twitch um, every so often. You know, you can catch me on there. Um, maybe sometimes live. If you guys, you know, want me to play more games, I, I think that's something that I like to do. Uh, but you can definitely find me at the Blaze Podcast on Twitch. So make sure you guys do that. Subscribe. Make sure you check out my channel. Um, I do play a, a lot of different games. I play, you know, 2K. I play uh, Party Animals. Um, and, you know, totally other games as well. But those are the newest games that I definitely do play. And I have been uh, a, a liking to. So if you guys are on Xbox or if you guys are on Twitch, make sure you add me at the Blaze Podcast. You can find me there. And I want to do a little bit more gaming content because that's something that I definitely have always loved to do. Um, so if you guys want more of that, make sure you guys follow me and let me know what you guys think. And this week I was able to spend a lot of time with family this week. Uh, my grandfather uh, just had his birthday um, and one thing for sure was just seeing uh, him and being able to have some, you know, just some time with him and being able to eat lunch and uh, celebrate him. Uh, you know, going over to my grandparents' house reminds me of my childhood. Every time I go over there, I just think about running around that place and running amok. Um, one thing for sure is, you know, time is moving fast. Time is moving at, at a faster rate than I remember, like, even like, Last year, I didn't feel like time was moving this fast, but now uh, uh, th things are moving quick and, and you know, I, I have to be able to go out there a little bit more often to go spend time with them. So that was one thing this week that really uh, brought a lot of love and joy to me was being able to go uh, celebrate his birthday. And, um, you know, I never really have time like that. So I'm just glad that I did have, uh, you know, this week off to be able to spend with my family and, and do things like that. So that's exactly what I look forward to the most when I do uh, have, you know, a good week off or so and uh, be able to spend some time with, you know, my loved ones. So I just want to say happy birthday, Grandpa. I for shows, uh, but... One thing for sure is me and my wife has been kind of getting ready for Halloween. We've been trying to look uh, at different, you know, Halloween or, or comedy, um, horror movies. And, and this week we found a really good one that we I wanted to talk about with you. It's called Totally Killer. And it's off of Prime. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I now switched to Prime because, you know, I almost watched almost everything on Netflix so far. And I have never gave Prime a chance, and I pay for it. So um, I definitely want to check this one out. It is actually uh, was made in 2023, and it is a comedy, uh, I would say, like, slasher movie. Um, but it it's basically about um, a girl who her mother's friends um, in the past get murdered on Halloween. Um, and you know, this girl, um, uh, finds a way to travel back in time into 1987 where she, uh, pairs up with, uh, her mom's friends, uh, and her mother, or I would say her would be, her would, would be her, her mother. I, I don't know how I would say that in the future, but, uh, her, uh, would be a killer, uh, to stop him uh, from doing all the killings on that Halloween in 1987. Um, and then she has to return back to her old timeline uh, before she's trapped, you know, forever. 
Um, and 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 it, this was a great movie. I thought you know it was definitely exciting. And from the get go, there was definitely a lot of action, a lot of gore. Uh, so if you're not into those kinds of movies, like gory movies, I think you should step away from this one. Uh, but if you're looking for something funny, if you're looking for something different, but also with that gore, you know, I think this is definitely uh, for you. Um, but it was released on Amazon Prime on October 6th. And I, I think the production on this was definitely top notch. Um, you know, I think the director of this one also directed a Netflix original, Always Be My Maybe. And I love that one as well. So I definitely wanted to take a chance on Totally Killer, which, you know, I, I didn't I didn't really think of uh, checking out on Amazon Prime for anything good. I, I have always thought, like, Netflix was supreme. But now that I've seen this movie, I'm definitely double-checking throughout Prime and seeing what else movies they have. I, I know uh, they have a lot of different um, older movies that are pretty good. Like, I, I wish Netflix actually had some of the comedies that they have on Prime. But I'm definitely going to be checking out more um, this week. So make sure you guys tune into the podcast for more movie suggestions. And this week I was able to listen to tons of music. And I forgot last week I did not do a music review for you guys. And I'm sorry, but uh, I totally forgot I had it recorded. And I never I never put it on the pod. Uh, so this week I just want to make it up to you by giving you guys what I what I was listening to last week. And, I'll, you know, so on and so on. But. This week, I was listening to The Fix Before the Six, and this is uh, Lil Wayne's newest, I, I don't think it's an album, I really think it was more of a mixtape, uh, because I know he's on the works for uh, the Carter Six, which I am looking forward to, especially after this prob project that he dropped uh, this past uh, month, uh, but Lil Wayne you know, really has been uh, showing showing up for, uh, it, it was for Colorado football with Prime, um, if it's for uh, Fox Sports with um, Chip, with, with Skip Bayless, um, he's doing a lot of things right now, and, and really uh, putting his uh, chips on the line uh, for literally who he is, like, I think people underestimate him as being, you know, just skillful at everything that he does. Um, but for one thing for me was this, this, uh, uproar or the, I wouldn't say uproar because that's his, <laughs> one of his song names, but, the, but his upcoming, I, I think, what would you call it? Just the way that he's able to keep himself relevant. Uh, and especially right now, um, he has been able to really switch what people know about him. I think, you know, everybody knows that he could get into a booth, he could do this uh, music stuff, but can he do the sports? Can he do the performing? Can he, uh, you know, uh, continue to uh, make great music? And one thing for sure is he's still at, you know, the age that he is, I think he's still young. He's still in his 30s, you know. Um, I, I think late 30s, of course, but um, he, he's still doing it at a high level. And um, just with the feature that he had off of Magic 3 with Nas um, and also just some of his older uh, music, like uh, like I said, the Uproar uh, song, um I feel like he has been making strides to really uh, further his career. Uh, to me, this album has a lot to offer. Um, I just feel like it was his, you know, mixtape stuff, which I do appreciate, which I do uh, listen, I will stream. Uh, but one thing for sure is Lil Wayne is not going anywhere. I feel like he's a household name and, Anybody that really says anybody else is, you know, the greatest rapper alive really has to go through Lil Wayne. Um, 
there's it, it's a tough matchup for me when it comes to anybody else. I, I mean, Lil Wayne has always been one of my favorites and will continue to be my favorite, especially as he drops music like uh, The Fix Before The Six, which I'll get into, you know, the track list and, and my favorite tracks in just a second. But I just want to continue just to say, like, he always knows how to just transform his flow, just know how to, how to keep himself visible in the right ways. Um, he, You know, he moves like Snoop Dogg in a way to me, like, He's never there, but he's always there. That that's what I like about him, um, and and this album to me had a lot uh, for my workouts. I, I I'll tell you right now, like I've been listening to this album front to back almost twice a week, uh, twice this week. And um, if you're looking for something that will motivate you and will put you uh, in the driver's seat, uh, make sure you check this one out. You know, uh, my favorite ones off this album are Cat Food, um, To the Bank, which is produced by Cool and Dre, and then also Good Morning. So make sure you check this out. Like I said, um, it's an easy listen, only 10 songs long, 33 minutes. Um, you can get through it real fast, but if you're looking for something that will hit you in the gym and need you to, you know, just zone out, make sure you check out the fix before the six. Um, and anytime you have a Lil Wayne mixtape, I mean, I just got to say it's something great. So make sure you guys check it out and let me know what you guys are listening to this week. Now let's talk about how Fresno Teachers Association members are set to vote on union strike. There are nearly 4,000 teachers uh, that are with the Fresno Teachers Association and they may soon strike as they try to reach a contract agreement with the Fresno Unified Schools District. Um, and many are ready to strike and they reach, if they can't reach an agreement with the Fresno Unified, I think a lot of these teachers are willing to strike. You know, members of the Teachers Association packed the Paul Paul Theater at the Fresno Fairgrounds on Wednesday night, which we ended up going that way and saw tons of cars out there. It was super busy um, and literally a sea of blue shirts uh, that saw, and signs that read Fresno teachers that are ready to strike. You know, we saw tons of people leaving the, the fairgrounds. And after a year of really being uh, just put to the side, uh, you know, the district really has to make uh, a decision. And, um, you know, they have been able to work it out uh, in prior agreements. But this time, I feel like teachers need a little bit more. Um, but there has been some movement from the district. Uh, but I think a lot still needs to be done. You know, uh, I think a lot of the problems are right now just post-pandemic. You know, uh, just seeing how students are uh, a lot more uh, disruptive. Um, class sizes are are huge. Um, I think caseloads for uh, for teachers are are a lot to be asked for. Um, and I think you know, with inflation and seeing how you know, money is really scarce, uh, especially for teachers who don't get paid very much. And a lot of what they do comes out of pocket. You know, they need to be able to get paid a little bit more, a better wage, and also uh, their health as well. You know, they're with the public. I feel like, you know, uh, when you have 35 to almost 40 kids in a classroom, you know, health concerns should be uh, something that the school district should be, uh, you know, something that they, they should advocate for. Um, and also just being able to be safe on, on campus. I think teachers these days don't feel safe. And uh, they also uh, don't know how to uh, really stop the disruptiveness in, in a classroom like before, you know, you used to be able to send them out of the classroom and, and do all this, but now you're not even able to suspend kids 
coming in July. That's that's a whole other thing I want to talk about next week. Uh, but I want to talk about this the strike um, that might happen. You know, here in in our own uh, Fresno d- district. Uh, but I think a big thing is the salary. The salary is very average. You know, uh, they make not very much money for what they do. Um, and the bottom line is they need to get, you know, they need to get um, paid for what they do. Um, so I think the district had some last proposal, which I think they didn't, you know, the teachers association did not agree with. So, you know, they're, they're looking to update the package deal that, uh, the district did set out to, uh, the teachers association, uh, but the proposal did not hit the areas that were needed, um, in areas of salary benefits, um, and class size reduction, so this is going to be a big fight for um, the, the the school district right now as uh, they they offered an overall 19% salary increase over the course of the contract. But, you know, that's still not, I, I think that does not go with inflation right now as inflation has an all-time high for a lot of people is you can't afford very much. Um so they want better pay, but they also want the class size to go down as, you know, uh, the ratios have been not so uh, in their favor. Um, you know, they've been able to um, cut funding here and there and, and make teachers have to do a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, their proposal is not really... Uh, coming through for these teachers. And I feel like, you know, the response uh, will be a strike, you know, uh, um, if, if they can't really agree on it. Uh, but if a, if a strike does take place, uh, the district is prepared to hire, I think, 2,100 substitute teachers. Um, and it's going to be totally different, you know. It's not going to be the same school and it's not going to be the the teacher in front of the classroom anymore. Um, I don't know if if schools are ready for this, you know. I don't know what's going to happen if, if parents are ready for this. Uh, this is a huge thing that, that is going to affect so many people. Um, but I, I, I don't think they could shut schools down. Um, I don't think that that is something they could afford, you know, as a school district. Um, but that vote is still looming, um, wondering what the solution could be and if there could be something on the table that they could really agree on. Um, but they're going to have to wait to see uh, about the proposal and they got to continue negotiating to really avoid this type of strike altogether. So uh, seeing how packed that, that rally was over there at the Fresno Fairgrounds, um, just seeing how many teachers were out there and, and supporters, you know, I, I think if the teachers vote to authorize a strike, it will happen today or everyone will be notified the date that it will be. So I am, I'm, 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 I'm unsure myself. Uh, but more is to be expect. More information is to be expected in the next coming days. So this is a big thing uh, for, you know, the students is a big thing for the for the parents, big thing for the teachers, and for the school district. I think it's something that they really need to focus on. So I just want to let you guys know what's going on. I'm not I'm not a professional at uh, any of this, but I, you know it does concern me. It concerns our community and it concerns our future as these kids are definitely our future and we need them to be educated. And and I've been hearing, you know, and it's a TikTok of course, but throughout TikTok, you know, you have these teachers complaining about class sizes. You hear them about the disruptiveness um, and really just not being paid properly for what they do. So 
I just hope that they can come to an agreement here in Fresno and they can really make this uh, a, a situation a lot better. So I'm, I'm, I'm for the teachers. I think they need a lot more, uh, especially when it comes to class sizing. I think they need to be able to reduce uh, the amount of kids per teacher. So hopefully uh, they could make an agreement and we don't have to worry about much. But for right now, uh, make sure you know what's going on around your city. Now let's start our Friday Night Lights segment, and let's talk about last week's uh, games as uh, we had some big games uh, for our Friday Night Lights segment, but let's talk about uh, the start of last Thursday as Justin Garza ended up beating Edison 24-22. to uh, Then we had Redwood beating Monich 47-7. We had Fireball beating Avenal 17-7, and Liberty beating Centennial 30-7. And then for our Friday night games, uh, we had Buchanan versus Clovis, which Clovis ended uh, up beating Buchanan 21-13. We had Liberty beating Parlier 55-0. We had Central out dueling Clovis East right at the end, uh, 58-55. We had San Joaquin Memorial beating Buller 26-14. We had Clovis North. Over Clovis West, uh, 34-27. We had Kalinga over Mendota, 30-7. Tulare Union over Mission Oak, 32-25. Uh, Cl- Central Valley Christian High School over Kingsburg, 32-22. Fresno beat Sanger West, 47-42. to um, Kerman beat Hanford West, 41-6. Roosevelt beat Hoover 47 to 22. Bakersfield beat Highland 54 to 7. Sanger beat Madera 35 to 21. Hanford beat Tulare Western uh, 50 to 6. McLean beat Madera South 49 to 0. Chachilla beat Minarets 49 to 31. Sunnyside beat Torres 60 to 41. Washington Union High School beat Selma 15 to 7 and Lamore beat Danuba 49 to 12. And then on Saturday we had Ridley defeating Sierra Pacific and Garces Memorial defeating Bakersfield Christian High School 28 to 21. Now we have a lot of new games this week that are high profile games. You know, starting off this week, I'm just going to I'm just going to uh try to name off just the local games that I'm looking forward to. Um, and this week we have Sanger versus Bullard on Thursday, uh, Central versus Clovis West and Liberty versus Riverdale. And then for our Friday night games, we have Buchanan versus Clovis North, Clovis versus Clovis East, San Joaquin Memorial versus Justin Garza, Carruthers versus Chowchilla, Tulare Union versus Dinuba, a big game of Kerman versus Selma, Frontier versus Liberty, Hanford versus Mission Oak, Tranquility versus Kalinga, Fireball versus Dos Palos, Central Valley Christian High School versus Washington Union High School, McLean versus Sunnyside, Bakersfield versus Ridgeview, Centennial versus Garces Memorial, Roosevelt versus Sanger West. And then on Saturday, only one game of the week, but nothing to nothing to worry about. Um, but the football rankings this week has been really changing. As we have at number 10 this week, we have Hanford. At number 9, we have Central Valley Christian out of Visalia. At number 8, we have Frontier out of Bakersfield. At number 7, we have Clovis. At number 6, we have Central. At number 5, we have Sanger. At number four, Clovis West. At number three, Liberty. At number two, Clovis East. And at number one, Clovis North. So these are some big games this week as there are now in conference play. So now that we have uh, the rest of the season to go, we're going to see how these uh, rankings keep going up and down. And right now, uh, for the game of the week, I would have to say it would be, for me, it would be the... Clovis High versus Clovis East. Um, that's going to be a great game as, you know, Clovis uh, Clovis East has been a tough, tough team to beat, um, both on the offensive side and the defensive side. Plus, 
And one of my old neighbors actually plays on the team. So hopefully you guys are making it out to some of these high school games. I know um, it's getting exciting. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more for your Friday Night Light segment. Now let's talk about our Fresno State football team who has a record of 6-1 right now. Uh, but in a conference right now, we're 2-1. and one, So we're I think we're 5th in the Mountain West. As Air Force remains undefeated, UNLV remains undefeated, and we have been beaten by Wyoming, and we still need to play Boise State in the upcoming season. Uh, But last week, we ended up going against Utah State in a big matchup, which they were neck-to-neck to to us uh, throughout the game until probably the third quarter. That's when we started really breaking through. And I got to give it to uh, our, our team, especially Logan Fife, who ended up taking the reins and really uh, passing the ball very well. He had uh, 291 yards uh, with 22 out of 39 with throwing one touchdown. Uh, but one thing for sure is our dogs are nothing without our running game as uh, our running back, Malik Sherrod ended up having 24 carries, 131 yards, and three touchdowns. But that doesn't stop there. You know, um, when it comes to our receiving core, we have so many great receivers. Uh, but one thing for sure is our tight end has been playing at a at a great, great rate right now. Um, as Trey Watson ended up getting five receptions for 76 yards and two touchdowns. Um, it was too close to, for comfort, though, this game. I thought uh, for being Utah State, which uh, they haven't been playing all too well. Um, right now, they're in the eighth place in the in the Mountain West. Um, I thought we would be able to blow them out, especially with the offense that we have. Uh, but one thing for sure is when we play, uh, you know, in the higher elevation areas, we definitely have a tough time. So hopefully, you know, we, we might be able to, uh, to to really use this game as a crutch for uh, next week's game as the dogs will be back at home uh, for, I, I believe it's going to be their, um, their homecoming versus UNLV, which will be Saturday. No, the dogs will be actually off this week. Sorry. The dogs will be having a bye this week. Um, they will be back October 28th versus UNLV. Uh, and that will be their homecoming weekend or week. So the dogs have a good break this week to really uh, get it all to back together. But we have some tough games coming up. Um, we have UNLV. We have Boise State, San Jose State, New Mexico. And we end on the road in San Diego. So there's a lot more uh, for us uh, that we have to go through. So hopefully we can get our... Defense back in into great shape. Um, as next week we're going to be needing, uh, you know, the defense is especially uh, as our defense has been hitting uh, some marks that we haven't seen in other past uh, bulldog teams. You know, um, I think this defense is something that that is special. Um, and if you haven't seen the dogs this season, make sure you guys check them out. I mean, like I like I've been saying, um, they've been they've been on on a great roll. Only losing one game doesn't mean they lost the season, you know. And I, I think that's what a lot of Fresno fans uh, think. Once once they don't go undefeated, you know, they don't support. So I hope you guys go out there support in the next couple of weeks. You know, we'll be talking more Fresno State as uh, next week comes along. But I just want to say, you know, with uh, us playing with our backup quarterback, we ended up having a great game. Um, so hopefully, you know, it, it continues uh, in the next few weeks as we have some tough matchups our way. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State Bulldogs. And this week, I just want to say congratulations to Valley FC as they are 6-0 and and they are number one team in the UPSL Fall League. Um, they've been playing really well as of late, and I haven't been talking about them as much as I have during the summer. I, I you know, with uh, baseball, with 
Fuego and we got Bulldogs. There's just a lot going on, but I'm going to be talking about them uh, in the next couple of weeks as, you know, they have been flourishing again after a great, uh, you know, spring season last uh, spring, uh, which they ended up doing very well. And But this year, I feel like, um, you know, sports around Fresno is really, really great. Um, but also, you know, you just got to support everything that's around that's local. So I just want to continue to just so, show my support to the Valley Football Club, which, you know, they're they're doing really well at 6-0 and and hope they can continue their success. And make sure you check out their home games at Keith Tice Park. Um, I think their next game, I think this week's game was actually canceled. So make sure you check out their Instagram at Valley Football Club and make sure you guys support them throughout the rest of the fall league season. Now let's talk about the NFL. And before I start anything else, I just want to talk about the signing of Julio Jones, which now he will be a Philadelphia Eagle. And this is big, big news as the Philadelphia Eagles are are already a top-notch team but they will be signing the seven-time Pro Bowl selection. And one of my favorite players of all time, uh, he's 34 years old. Um, He was reunited with A.J. Brown, who is now playing for the Eagles in 2021. And now they will be teammates again on the Eagles, which he will be replacing wide receiver Quez Watkins on injured reserve, who has a hamstring injury. Uh, but one thing for sure is they turned to Jones um, because of his quality hands, the way that he runs the routes, and his size. Uh, Jones has 13,629 career receiving yards and has the most of any active player in the NFL. Um, but like I said, he, he was uh, on the on the Tennessee Titans um, where he played with uh, – A.J. Brown, and uh, he also played with uh, my Falcons, which he is the franchise record holder in receiving yards, receptions, single season uh, uh, receiving yards, 100-yard games, and 1,000-yard games. So Jones played with a couple teams before landing with Eagles. Like I said, the Titans, he ended up signing with the Bucks, and now he's signing with the, with the Eagles. And this is going to be a great matchup with uh, him and a bunch of other, you know, Alabama uh, players which play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but I, I, I think he's going to be a big, uh, a big adjustment as defenses are going to be. It's going to be hard to guard the the the, the Philadelphia Eagles now as they're going to be able to spread that field and they're going to be able to choose where they want to go. Um, with Julio Jones, it just makes them that much better. I think Julio still has a lot to offer, and especially a young team like the Philadelphia Eagles, they could definitely get to the championship this year with him. So I just want to say, damn, this is going to be tough for the whole NFL. In bigger news, though, the NFL uh, just agreed to the contract extension of Roger Goodell uh, through the 2027 season. And this was actually announced yesterday. But this was, I think, a good change of how, you know, uh, the NFL is approaching, uh, you know, lately their, their kind of perception. And I feel like Goodell has been one of those key people that are in there uh, trying to make a difference. Um, but I feel like, you know, through the half half of his uh, tenure as the commissioner, he has been good and he has been bad. Uh, but there is a lot of opportunities right now for the NFL to, to gain a lot more um, exposure, especially as it's now becoming a global sport. As you see, many of the NFL teams now playing a, a, across the the uh, pond in uh, London, um, Mexico. Uh, there's a lot more places where I think the NFL could be seen. Uh, but this is Goodell's fourth extension uh, following re-ups in 2009, 2012, and 2017. 
Um, but there was some speculation that um, the future beyond 2027 might be in question for Goodell. But, you know, he got his three-year extension and he doesn't know exactly what the future holds. But, you know, the next three years, he's going to make the best out of the NFL. And hopefully he continues to really uh, shepherd the league into becoming more safe as I think that's his uh, been his focus and really his legacy for the league. Um, and and I, I think they're going to be doing a lot more uh, things like banning certain tackles and different things. And they like the way that he is uh, really uh, using his uh, status to, to really uh, focus on these little things around the, the league. And um, I just think, you know, a lot of the a lot of the topics of of concern are is safety and team safety and um he's been the one to be able to give that to them especially someone post pandemic as well you know at, during the pandemic he uh was really criticized throughout that time and you know just making his way down into 2023 season and seeing how well uh this season has been going i i just got to say you know he's done a, a truly a good job for the sport and now bringing NFL or football into the Olympics this uh, coming year, it's going to be big for the NFL as flag football is now going to be part of the Olympics. So this is a, a win, I think for all of us until 2027 and let's hope that he continues to make great improvements to the league. Now let's talk about the NFL power rankings that I got the top five teams of the of the week. Um, and this week I got the Philadelphia Eagles who have dropped down a couple of spots. Uh, one thing for sure is their defense has been balling out. And it's easy to forget that, you know, they lost to the Jets last week. Uh, they had that 4-0, uh, but they had the ball late. They had a chance to sell the win, but Jalen Hurts through his third interception of the game with an awful mistake. Uh, but for sure, you know, New York Jets is a good team. They, they have a, they have the will to win right now. And you could argue that the Eagles should have run the ball there, but hanging on to a 14-12 to 12 lead inside the two-minute warning, you know, the Jets just had the upper hand at that point. And you can't argue Hurts made a good decision on that pick too. Uh, but... His first interception uh, should have been ruled a Dallas uh, Goder fumble. And then um, the second one came with pressure. Uh, so that was definitely Hurts' fault. But that, that third one definitely wasn't his fault. But, you know, you're going to have these moments with with as you're a great team and you know you're gonna you're gonna uh feel defeat and hopefully this defeat really just boils you back up to to wanting to to get back to winning um the offense really stunk stunk it up for the eagles and i think uh for the week this week upcoming they're, they're gonna have uh, a lot to adjust to at number four i got the detroit lions and the, the Lions are just my wow team right now. Um, they've had injuries, been able to win. They've been able to put together some great wins these last couple of weeks. And it's all because of their personnel. You know, uh, they, they really got some great receivers. Uh, Goff has been playing at an all-time. Jared Goff has been playing at an all-time high. He's been able to take care of the ball. He's been able to be the playmaker that they need. Uh, but I still think the the uh, Lions still have to prove themselves. Uh, but they continue to deliver, you know, statement performances as they beat my Falcons a couple a few weeks ago, and they did it at a at a, I mean, a high rate. Uh, they were able to just run the ball. They were able to pass the ball and use different types of looks and 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 be able to throw off defenses so they're playing at a, at a great rate right now uh but i have at number three the miami dolphins who you know time and time again they're gonna have a hiccup here and there uh, but they ended up losing last week 
to the to the to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but there's really a le- legitimate. They didn't lose to the, sorry the Carolina Panthers, but they ended up they ended up uh, letting the Panthers come back uh, forty two to twenty one. Uh, but there is a legitimate discussion right now about how good is this uh, Miami team. Um, I know that uh, Miami has beaten five opponents that have, you know, losing records at this point. But they did have a big win in week four against the Bills. Uh, but the evidence right now is that they are able to score the ball, the ball at will uh, with Tyreek Hill. Uh, with their running backs, um, and it, it's going to be really to see um, if they're able to beat, you know, uh, Kansas City. Um, I think that game's going to be a big game, and that comes up in a couple weeks. Uh, but you know, they're going to have to go against the Eagles uh, this week, so it's going to be. A big, a big one for the Miami Dolphins in the next coming weeks. They have some tough games, as like I said, they have the Eagles this week, the Patriots, and then the Chiefs. So, um, I think the Miami Dolphins are the team right now that are on pace to to be number one in in the rankings. And at number two, we have the Kansas City Chiefs, which the Chiefs have won five straight so far, but four of those were actually too close for comfort. Um, as you know, the red zone production from the Kansas City Chiefs have been the main concern for them. Uh, but they would have been able to uh, pass the ball a little bit more if their receivers were a little bit more dependable. Uh, but you know, they're still close in that AFC uh, standings right now, and they have an open really division uh the most concerning part of this is really what's the limit that they could get to is have we seen their limit or are they um are they depending more on their defense right now than their offense i mean their defense is one of the best right now in the league so why not but at the same time you know they're so used to mahomes uh being able to do it with his arm with his feet you know the offense has always been a high-powered offense and didn't have to depend on that defense, but now uh, we have to see as you know as the season continues. Uh, but at number one, we do have the 49ers. and even though they lost to the Browns, I mean, it it, it was definitely an ugly game for Brock Purdy. But I I think a lot of people are really dismissing how good Cleveland's defense is, um, I, and and that's something that I. I wish I would have grabbed him in in the uh, in my fantasy uh, is that Cleveland defense, but um, there's a couple of drops there that they had, you know, that could have been touchdowns. There's a bunch of penalties that could have been uh, the other way, um, and there's some big injuries of Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Trent Williams. So. Purdy is on the hot seat right now. Is 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 he going to be really checked? Is he going to be uh, torn apart now that he doesn't have these options uh, to go to? But we're definitely going to have to see how focused the San Francisco stays. Uh, but they are definitely on top this week, given how the rest of the week played out in the NFL. I mean, you got to you got to take a loss and still be able to be on top. So the Niners still have probably the best defense in the league and they're still playing great football. So let's just see uh, what we have in the matchups this week. And in these, this week's matchups, we have uh, starting tonight, Jaguars versus saints. And then on Sunday, we got the lions versus Ravens, Raiders versus bears, Browns versus Colts, bills versus Patriots, Falcons versus Buccaneers, Steelers versus Rams, Cardinals versus Seahawks, Packers versus Broncos, Chargers versus Chiefs, Dolphins versus Eagles, Niners versus Vikings, and that will be our Monday night game. And teams that are on by this week will be the Panthers, the Texans, the Cowboys, the Jets, the Titans, and the Bengals. 
So there's some big games this week, but the game that I'm going to be looking forward to the most is probably the Sunday night game of the Dolphins versus the Eagles. That's going to be two top-tier teams uh, going after one another. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the MLB and the uh, postseason pitcher. Uh, right now we have the Houston Astros who advanced to the ALCS after beating the Cincinnati Twins uh, three to one in their series, and then we have Texas who ended up advancing to the ALCS after beating the Orioles three zero. And right now, the series between Texas and Houston, uh, Texas leads two to one in that series. Um, and then in the NLC, as we have the Arizona Diamondbacks who uh, swept the Dodgers 3-0 to advance. And then we had the Phillies, who uh, beat the Atlanta Braves uh, 3-1 to advance to the NLCS. And right now, the Phillies have a 2-0 lead on the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, and they're leading the NLCS. And we will be seeing games uh, 3 for NLCS tonight and uh, game 4 for the ALCS tonight. And uh, games throughout the whole weekend. Um, one thing for sure is the World Series is going to be probably one of the best right now. As you know, these four teams have been playing really well. Uh, but the Phillies right now are just playing out of their minds. Being able to just, just get the wins that they need. Uh, so let's hope for a, a, a better situation for these teams as... We gonna. I hope we see some. You know, the Phillies ended up going two two with the Arizona Diamondbacks as they will be uh, taking their home um, here tonight in Game Three. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the postseason for the MLB. Now let's talk about the NBA, and I just want to talk about two rule changes that's going to be. Um, this season, I just want to remind you guys, there will be a new in-game flopping violation and they will be adding a second coach's challenge. Um, I believe the second coach's challenge is going to be a big deal this season and for years to come, as we've seen, you know, uh, the rule change uh, in 2019, 2020, and really codified a year later, but... I think calling flops is also going to be something that I think is going to be hard to really judge. Um, and if you do a do flop, you're going to be called for a technical foul with a free throw, which if if you're tied or if, you know with minutes down the down the road, you know it's significant. You could lose the game, uh, but it will ring out some of these ludicrous calls. Um, def and these de defensive maneuvers that are intended to fool referees, uh, but I feel like coach with, with coaches uh, having this option for a second review will put you know a little bit more power into uh, the the team's hands, as you know uh, many rules and interpretations. Will adapt in the future, but I think right now with the flurries of bad calls, I think the second challenge is going to be the most significant. Uh, just because I think that being able to uh, call a, a flake or a a flop is going to be so hard. Um, you know, it, it's going to be they've been. I know they've been trained for it, but at the same time, it's going to be hard to alleviate. Uh, that from the from the game, um, I believe that you know when you when you have the game on the line and and, and you're able to uh, review a call or something like that would still be able to have your timeout and it's going to be a big thing for uh, coaches here in the NBA. Uh, but also, I just want to remind you guys the NBA is going to start in no time, um, and it will start on Tuesday. October 24th, there's going to be two big games 
Um, both of them are going to be Western Conference uh, games with probably four teams that could be in the semifinals of the Western Conference playoffs. We got the Lakers versus the Nuggets at 7.30, and then we got the Suns versus the Warriors. So there's a lot to be uh, watched in the next coming weeks. Uh, we have preseason all the rest of this week, and then next week starts the NBA season. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the NBA. And I just want to remind you, you guys can find this uh, podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on any anywhere you get, you get your podcast, really. Uh, make sure you guys are supporting everything local. Support your local uh, businesses. Support your local artists. Make sure you support your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Veather signing off, episode 243.